You don't know what you don't know. Welcome to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. My name is Jonathan Stansel. Today, we are in Psalm 19, verses 12 through 14. So grab your Bibles and turn there if you're able to. And as you do so, let me say happy Friday. And also, we are celebrating at the Daily Rejoicing Podcast our 50th episode, 5-0. And I'll keep going as long as it is a blessing to people. I've met some people just while preaching at a church this past Wednesday who said at one point they were unable to go to church because of health reasons, and they listened in every day, and it was encouraging to them. I talked to another person just last night out of state who said they've turned on to it, and they're listening just about every day, and all the time preparing for these episodes and the study, the recording time, and all of that is worth it to serve the Lord Jesus Christ by being a help to God's people. We know from the Bible that God has magnified his word above his own name. That's why in preaching and in this podcast, the word of God is forefront. It is the basis of all the content and is often the subject, as yesterday's podcast was, the Bible. And if I can point God's people to God's word, I feel successful. My favorite compliment to hear after preaching is, it all makes sense, or I understand now. I love that. Love it. Because the Bible is for you. It's not just for the preacher or the professor or the scholar. It's for you. So happy 50th episode to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast, and since the subject and the content source of this podcast are inexhaustible, here's to many more episodes in the future. If you have your Bible, we're in Psalm 19, verses 12 through 14. The Bible says, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. I started this podcast today by repeating a statement with which you're probably familiar. You don't know what you don't know. And that means basically there is no way for a person to know something if they don't already know it. You're like, duh. Well, it's hard for a person to accurately pinpoint just how ignorant they are, (laughs) especially if they know a little something about a subject already. They know just enough to do some damage, and perhaps they think they know all they need to, even though there is so much more to learn. And so they develop a detrimental blind spot. It's a wise person who admits he doesn't know everything about anything. But if I know anything, I know myself. Would you say you're pretty good at knowing all about you? Do you know all there is to know? Now, first, if somebody would ask me that, do you know everything there is to know about Jonathan Stansel? I would say, yes, I know myself completely and perfectly. I've been around the whole time that I've been around. I know me, but that is not true. According to our scripture today, verse number 12 is who can understand his errors? Who can understand his errors? Now, this is rhetorical. 
it means the answer is obvious. The answer is nobody. No one can understand his own errors. And that's important to understand because you cannot clean yourself up by introspection or self-evaluation. You need the Lord. You don't know you like God knows you because sin is incredibly blinding. I've heard many people the last couple of months in conversation say about someone else, how can they not see? How can they not know? How can they not see what they're doing? And the reason is because when someone uses their own logic to determine right and wrong and not the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God, then they come up with wrong conclusions. And David is confessing this. Even David, anybody and everybody is like this. Nobody is smart enough. Nobody has arrived to where they are free from the Holy Spirit poking and prodding their heart, allowing the Holy Spirit and the word of God to examine them. And David's confessing this. So he says, cleanse thou me from secret faults. He says, things I know, things I don't know, help me, search me, let me know, tell me. Verse 13, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Presumptuous sins are sins done in pride. Presumption is the sin of pride. It's being bold, haughty, willful, arrogant, in known violation of a command of God. It's pride that believes the sin you're committing will not be judged or condemned. You say, oh, not me. I would never have a presumptuous sin. Yes, of course you. We have for sure committed sins in the past that we knew were wrong, but thought in that instance, it might be fine because just this time, just in my situation, you fill in the blank. You'd say it's wrong. Normally, yes. However, I'm going to go ahead for now because I think it's fine. And you go ahead and you sin with your eyes wide open, basically presumptuous sins. And David says, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. He goes on, let them not have dominion over me. Now, that's an encouraging statement. One of the great things about being a Christian and having the Holy Spirit permanently inside of you is this. You do not have to be dominated by sin. You can shake it, but only by the power of God. Let them not have dominion over me. Keep me back, Lord. And then he says, then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. When you commit sin presumptuously, repeatedly, and become accustomed to it, addicted to it, enslaved by it, dependent upon it, you are putting that thing, whatever that sin is, above God totally. The great transgression does not seem to refer to any one sin. It says, uh, I shall be innocent from the great transgression. But if it, if it is one sin, it is perhaps idolatry. And that is the sin of putting something above God. So he's saying, Lord, help me, keep me back. And here's the final verse of this chapter. And this needs to be our prayer. It's a very good verse to memorize. I think some of you might already have it memorized. It's familiar song or excuse me, verse that has been put to song. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. He says, let the words of my mouth, what I say, 
what I allow to come out of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. That's what I think about. When you meditate on something, it's not just a fleeting thought. It's something that you allow to be in your mind and you think about it and you think about it and you bring it up later and you think about it. That's why often we're told to meditate upon the word of God, not just to read it, but to meditate upon it. That's why we hide it in our heart. We memorize it so you can think about it. It's great for you to hear a sermon and to think about it later that day, the next day, throughout the week. You read your Bible in the morning, in the evening, whenever, and then you're thinking about it in the time between your your Bible reading habit. You're think, you're meditating. And David says, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, what I think about, be acceptable in thy sight. He's saying, search me, cleanse me, check me out. Keep me back from presumptuous sins. Let it all be pleasing in thy sight. I want you, Lord, to be happy about what I say and what I think about. And he says, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. He acknowledges God, Jehovah. He says, my strength. He's saying, I can only do this by your power and my redeemer. That's one of my favorite names for our Lord. He is our redeemer. To redeem something is to buy it back, to liberate, to ransom, to rescue from bondage, to free from any penalty by paying the cost. And Christ is our redeemer. He bought us back. Ephesians 1, 7 through 9 says this, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Christ is our redeemer. If you're saved, you're redeemed today. And if you're not saved, then that's why Christ came. He came to redeem us from sin and its penalty and its power, by the way. And you can be saved today by trusting in the gospel, his death, burial, and resurrection by faith. And Christian, you don't know what you don't know. Open up your heart to the Lord. Ask him to cleanse you. Surrender your words and thoughts to the Lord, your strength, and your redeemer. 